0: Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country.
1: Uh, I'm Paula, and today we have Annika with us on the show. Hello! (laughs) Welcome! How how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. It is our pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Another one of our amazing Canadian artists.
2: Yes. I'm honoured to be part of the crew, for sure. We
1: can do a whole Canadian show, couldn't we, of artists? Yeah. That would be great. We can do Crazy Women, Country Goes Canadian. That's right. right. I think we have enough artists that we could do a really, really cool show. I love it. (laughs) So tell all our Crazy Women Country fans, who is Annika?
2: Oh, that is a loaded question. I'm going to try (laughs) to keep it succinct and concise. Um, My name is Annika. I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I am a singer, songwriter, piano player, who um, grew up loving piano players, loving country music, and have sort of melded everything together in the songs that I've written to release this new album that's coming out. So um, the, the two songs that I released about two weeks ago are my reintroduction to the country world after being part of a duo for five years. I took a year hiatus, and now I'm coming back with my first solo album in several years. So that's where we're at right now. Perfect. Wonderful. Perfect. So tell us about these new singles a little bit. So the first one is a song called I Really Don't Want To. And this was inspired by a line from a movie with Jennifer Aniston and Mark Ruffalo called Rumor Has It. And if you haven't seen it, basically Jennifer Aniston makes terrible decisions throughout the entire movie the end she decides she wants to be with mark ruffalo and mark ruffalo says well what am i supposed to do you're sitting here telling me you can't live without me how am i supposed to believe you and she says oh i can live without you i just don't want to and i just have always loved that line because as a woman that i've fallen in love many times very easily i've been heartbroken many times Um, but I've always loved my life as a single person and always felt I didn't necessarily need someone to, to really thrive. And so I just think it's, it's basically a song of empowerment about letting yourself be vulnerable, let yourself fall in love, but also know that you have the strength and the wherewithal to pick yourself back up Mm. if it doesn't work out. So that's the first song. And then the other one is kind of on the flip side. It's called, it still hurts. And that's really about a heartbreak when, you know, that moment where you think you're over someone, you've spent a lot of time healing, you know, you're not back where you used to be, but then you run into them or you hear their name or you see them and you realize it still hurts just a little bit. You know, it stings mm-hmm. in that way that you weren't expecting. So two very different songs, but uh, both co-written with three men. And I love, you know, getting to the sensitive sides of these uh, three, three men that I write with a lot. And this is what we came up with. So, those are the first two songs that are now available.
1: Perfect. It's amazing. It's very, very cool. Very cool. And it's always good to have one of each. I know. You need
2: a heartbreak song as well as a kind of
1: feel good song. Yeah, not everybody's into that sort of love song thing, and somebody just wants that, you know, nitty gritty sort of, you know, healing song. So, yeah. For
0: sure. And some people are just driven to that, the sadder song or the other one, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I love that. I love that. So when, when, does, when can we expect the album out?
2: So we're kind of doing um, an unconventional release, similar with releasing two singles at once instead of one. We're releasing uh, six songs in September, which will be side A, and six songs in by the new year of 2022, which will be side B, And then it will be a deluxe album, kind of like those old school records where you have side A, side B. And I'm hoping to also sell it on vinyl because I myself love listening to vinyl records and Mm. vinyl's coming back, I think. Mm. So it is. I I, I had 14 songs I was sitting on and I thought we need to do a proper album because it really is one body of work that I want people to have as one item. So that's, it'll be two songs released every two months for the next several months.
1: Perfect. Wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah, vinyl was definitely making a huge, huge comeback. Yes, which um, I not. But I definitely think when I was younger, you bought a vinyl and it wasn't that expensive. And now they seems to be, I don't know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know.
2: It definitely, Because I think people use it as um, almost like a keepsake. Half the people that I think buy vinyls don't actually have a vinyl record player. They just collect them which is fine um, and obviously when I release the vinyl everything will be available on Spotify anyway but I think it's I love the act of actually listening to it in my yeah. living
1: room like you that. all that extra tone you know the, the, yes. the pops and it's everything else, you know. and the, yeah I love it I love it you, you don't get that from a you know a, an mp3 or anything yeah. <laughs>
0: no absolutely not, not well it's kind of hard thing. to travel with the uh, extra you know record player and record so
2: that is true I remember getting my Walkman, my first Walkman oh. when I was in elementary school. I remember it so vividly. And it's crazy to think how how much has changed with, with music now. I don't know. It's crazy. Mm. And so it's funny how we're, we're cycling back to the other.
1: Yeah. I'm
2: not sure if that's what we cut back, but.
1: Yeah. We went from the Walkman, then you went to the, the Disman, which was just like so cool. But you <laughs> had to watch how you carried it because if you didn't, <laughs> <want to> <laughs> yeah, you went to the mp3 player but it, and obviously uh, you know amongst all this you always had record players and then all of a sudden everything kind of went obsolete and then yep. everything was mp3. It's like how did we move into this virtual world of music?
2: I know it is crazy. I remember like it's funny thinking about it now how you you couldn't work out with the Discman or like you said you yeah. couldn't really move it you couldn't put it in a pocket. So when the iPod came out, it was so exciting. And now to think that everything's on our phone, Mm. I mean, again, when I grew up, there wasn't even mobile phones yet. So it's crazy how far we've come. Yeah,
1: it was
0: before (laughs) the internet too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't Google it. Sorry, that wasn't didn't exist. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> Encyclopedias. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is a library? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and you had all these tapes. I mean, how many children do not know what a tape is? Mm-hmm.
2: I know. Well, that's what I'm thinking about. Even as I prepare for my child to arrive in July, all these things that are going to be normal to me that I'm that they're never going to know about because technology has changed so much Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. something you don't realize until you talk to young kids or young people and you realize i mean i met a a person the other day 10 years old and didn't know who elvis was and i thought that's crazy but then i think about it i guess why would they know who elvis was Mm -hmm. but i thought it's
0: elvis you know elvis and dolly and all the greats you know (laughs) i'm sorry
1: (laughs) how do you do you need music education that's right that's right <laughs> nope that's That's so funny yeah. it's like I was just sitting here looking at my pencils thinking this used to be a really good tool for our tapes yeah, yeah. that's right just find right. to right. used weld your tape back in. Yes <laughs> for sure for sure' yeah. so funny they don't know that the, the troubles we had you know when they got the tape got stuck or you know, it's crazy or it broke really, and then you're like I need to go buy a new one yes yeah for sure yeah. Or recording off the radio, you sitting there waiting for a song. Press two yes. buttons, record, stop. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. They, they don't know all this. Yeah, the stuff that we went through, the, the perseverance to get that one song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, and that's the thing is that's what's tricky
2: about uh, music today is is trying to instill this appreciation for it mm. when the value of it a, from a consumer's perspective has mm. gone down significantly. I mean, you can have albums and albums and albums on your phone and it's costing you less than i mean i don't know what subscription is nowadays but um it's a difficult thing when in the last 20 years just the way that music is even paid for has changed so much what that means for artists and songwriters and how you uh you know in some ways it's great because the barriers to entry have been broken down you don't need a record label now to get your songs heard around the world, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have other challenges in terms of trying to make people value your music enough to actually, you know, now it's like come to a show or Mm -hmm. buy merchandise or other ways that you have to get creative because the actual music itself is just obviously not sold in the same way.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's too easy. You're talking about subscription. I mean, Apple music is, what is it? I think at the moment, well, from, I have a family membership. It's only 15 euros a month. Right. And you can yeah. download as much as you like. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just the new stuff. You can go right the way back, get loads of old stuff. That's right. You, know, you have such a choice. It's like, well, it, yeah. it has to be so much harder for artists now than it used to be. So.
2: Yeah. Because there's so much more competition too, right? Because so many people can. And in a way, I think it's worth it because to have the ability to have your songs heard around the world mm. is amazing. Um, yeah. But just, yeah, different challenges. And it's interesting to see. I remember when iTunes first came out and that was the big deal. And now yeah. to see it moving from even iTunes to a subscription model, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy. So who knows where we'll be in 20 years? You
1: know, totally. we'll be back to cassettes, CDs and record. Players.
2: <laughs> Very well could be.
1: Very well. well be could be. Yeah. Yes. Oh. But that's one thing. I mean, you've got MP3. The one thing you miss with CDs and records, you haven't got the covers. You used to have the inlay where you had all the songs or the. And you would know, know who wrote them all because that was my yeah, main thing: was wrote who, who wrote this song? Like, yeah, not just the artist, but who wrote it?
2: Yeah. yeah, that's why one of the things I'm I'm doing now is for every song I'm making what I call credit cards, and they'll be actual cardstock that you can collect with pictures on them. But like you said, it lists everyone who wrote it, who played on it. And then on the back will be the lyrics because I used to love looking at the lyrics mm-hmm. and I would pretend to be like lip syncing to myself. And I would yeah. half the time think, oh, that's what she's saying or that's what they're doing. But yeah. I used to love the covers, too, for sure.
1: They were, so, they were just as soon as you get home, you took it out, you read through it, you know, all the special thanks and everything. It was yes. you know, a very, very different experience for sure than
2: just streaming something yeah
1: yeah much more appreciation because you were so excited to see these different things yes we need to find a way of bringing that back somehow
2: So, were there any cassettes that you wore out um I loved Shania Twain growing up I guess you know being Canadian and loving country music loved Shania Twain uh so much but her it wasn't long before she started coming out on bringing up out cds um and i loved michael bolton which is so funny looking back on it now but i still think michael bolton is one of the most talented singers ever he can sing three octaves higher than i can um so i remember specifically michael bolton was my go-to on my yellow walkman i remember that <laughs> embarrassing, so cool.
1: but. Oh, i went through so many Walkmans because of dropping them or whatever else you know yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> It used to last. You even dropped it, you just sort of pushed it back together, and it's still playing. You know, you <laughs> drop your phone down, it's like oh. it. the screen's yeah. gone. You can't see anything. It's like
2: yes, yeah. yes, for sure. Oh.
1: <laughs> the whole business world. Well.
0: So, other than Schneider, who are
2: some of the women that have inspired you to do music? Well, you know, it's interesting. I worked on cruise ships for four years as a piano bar entertainer, and so I got a chance to really listen to a lot of music that I knew I would be expected to play because you know people come on the ship and they just request songs. So I got to sing a lot of Patsy Klein, Dolly Parton, The Carpenters. I'm a huge Carol King fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in in more recent years, again, I loved piano players. so Alicia Keys was a huge uh, mm-hmm. influence for me. And, and so what it kind of culminated into, and Shania Twain, again, I love how she pushed the boundaries of country music mm-hmm. at the time. I feel like I didn't know that was happening, but looking back on her career, you see her bringing that pop element into country while still having that great storytelling aspect that I think makes country music so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Carol King was huge for me. In terms of being, I love that she was a songwriter first and that she was a piano player and that she wrote for so many other big artists before kind of having her own career. So I feel like there's no modern day Carole King right now. Not that I'm trying to be that, but I've been greatly inspired by her.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So what's the one song that ha- you you know people ask you to play on a regular basis that you really just got so bored of?
2: Uh, well, The Piano Man that was people's go-to and it has, you know, like eight verses to it. And depending how much fun the cruise ship passengers are having, they want to hear all eight verses. I would say that song in sweet Caroline was, was requested a lot. But I was really fortunate on cruise ships um, because people would often know that I was a songwriter myself and I was a performer. So they would say, play one of your own songs. And I got to sell my own CDs and I still have fans um, that follow me today from, from my early twenties, from all around the world that saw me, you know, and bought my first record that I brought on with me. And so I was very fortunate to not have to play Billy Joel Piano Man 80 times a night. (laughs) But that one still, it's, it's like without fail, if I made it through one cruise without having to play that, it's a miracle.
0: So remember if I ever go on a cruise, I will not request that song. I promise. (laughs) The
2: best thing to do on it. This is what I tell people. If you're ever in a place on a cruise or in a restaurant where there's a piano player, the best thing you can do is go up and say, play your favorite song because generally that's what they're going to be the best at you know if they say oh i really love jazz music or whatever it gives them a chance to be free and people used to do that all the time and i loved it
1: yeah that's pretty cool Thank mm-hmm. you. I love that. <laughs> okay this is the fun part i love this so this is our quick fire questions now these are uh, are really easy some are a bit more thought-provoking but it's just so we get to know you a bit better and you know I love it. How we all connect. Yes. <laughs> love it. Um, okay. Are you an early bird or night owl?
2: I'm turning into an early bird as I get closer to childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm preparing myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> preparing for when it happens. Yes. Yes. Okay. What sitcom family would you be a member of?
2: Um, It's not a family, but I would love to be one of the members of Friends living in New York City. Somehow living in a gorgeous apartment, even though I'm a starving artist. So that would be, I'd <laughs> love that.
1: Yeah, it was amazing me that, that's very cool. But they are like a family though, aren't they? They're all sort of... They are. They, are, they
2: yeah. are, yeah.
1: And Ross and Rachel are brother and sister,
0: so, you know, it just, it works, you know? You're it's right,
2: that's right. So, I'd be one of them.
0: That's
1: cool. um, okay, if we had a look on your iPod, or through your CD collection, or, you know... Vinyl. Your yes. vinyl, yeah, that's the one. That... <laughs> what would be your guilty pleasure music? Oh,
2: guilty pleasure! I was gonna say oh, I have so many artists to share. Which ones are my kind of ashamed of? Um, I would say I do appreciate like a good pump-up batch, like I um, like the Spice Girls or Britney Spears boy band, like '90s era. That's kind of my pump-up music. Um, which I still know all the words too.
1: (laughs) That's good. I like that. (laughs) Um, Okay. What's the weirdest, strangest, cutest thing a fan has ever done for you?
2: Okay. So when I was part of leaving Thomas, which was the duo I was part of for five years leading up to this, I had two, this wonderful family of four girls who made It was Barbie dolls that they had, but then they made outfits for them from the concert that, that they saw us in that matched it and, you know, put facial hair on the guy because that was my, my duo partner had facial hair and it was the matching outfit. And I had a microphone and they, they didn't send them us the dolls, but they sent us a picture of the dolls next to a leaving Thomas sign. And that was amazing. I couldn't believe they took the
1: time to do that. That's so cool. It's very cool. That yeah. Very, very cool. That takes a lot of time and effort and perseverance. That's I know. Cool. I know. You just wish you had the dolls now, don't you? So you can put them on I the I know. Side. That's the thing. <laughs> I
2: can prove it's I like working on my mantle. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have pictures of them.
1: That's very cool, yeah. <laughs> um, boots or heels? Heels. Heels, okay. I
2: love a good love a good heel.
1: That's cool that's cool um favorite drink
2: well um I was gonna say lately over the past nine months I haven't I'm having a lot of mocktails which <laughs> are not as fun as my favorite thing in the world is great champagne or even Prosecco like just bubbly I like bubbly. and so I, I have looked up I have researched if you can have champagne in the hospital after giving birth <laughs> so that I'm Preparing, because that's what I'm most looking forward to drinking uh, in the future.
1: <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite holiday?
2: I would say Thanksgiving. Um, here in Canada, it's in October. It's before Halloween. My family always plays a football game. And of course, the food is always just great. And I, I think it's one of the few holidays for me where it's it's not stressful like I love Christmas but Christmas can get crazy yeah Thanksgiving I love that you get the Monday off you'd have dinner on Saturday it's great perfect I'm gonna join Canadian Thanksgiving this year I know because in the States it's in November and it's very close to Christmas like it's mm-hmm. kind of all wrapped in there together
1: yeah yeah um okay what's your favorite animal I would have to
2: say a koala because I we just, me and my husband went to Australia last in 2019 and I finally got to see koalas up close and they are just as snuggly and as cute in person as you think they would be. So I'm going to go with koala. Did you get to hug one? You, you cannot touch them. I could not touch them, but I could tell from being so close that they, they are soft.
1: Oh, this yes. is cool yeah perfect okay i know you're in canada but i don't have a mountain to to replace the one i've got in here but if you could add someone to mount rushmore who would it be and why
2: i am going to say that's such a good question and i've been to mount rushmore so uh i was gonna say the first thing that came to my mind which is so random Uh, But I'm going to say Stevie Wonder because he, to me, is the greatest artist of all time. And he's someone, when I think of looking up to someone since I was a kid, he is someone for me. And I think he is a, uh, specifically in America, he is a amazing influence on American music, you know. Um, So I'll say Stevie Wonder. These are tricky questions. I have never thought about that before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We thought too, you know. Great things, thought provoking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, what was the first concert you ever went to?
2: The first concert I went to was uh, Natalie McMaster, who you probably never heard of, but she was a fiddler, and I was a fiddler for many, many years. And I remember seeing her and thinking, "This is crazy that this theater is filled to see a fiddle player." Like that was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, And then my first concert that I remember was probably Josh Groban. I saw him. I really liked him. I'm honestly not a huge concert goer, which is ironic because I'm an (laughs) artist, but I much prefer small venues Mm -hmm. to like the big, the big, big ones. Um, But I, uh, I'm certainly missing concerts now after COVID. I think I, you're thinking of all the concerts you wish you went
1: to when you could. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We need to get for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: And the states are they're opening up. I'm like, I'm watching all these different things, like, you know, with we Key West Songwriters Fest, I didn't go, but I'm like, it's just down the road. I really should. Yes.
2: That's so amazing. It's giving us hope up here that we're on our way. Yep. I hope so. I really hope so. Okay. So what's your favorite color? My favorite color is green. Um, you can tell in my house, I'm a fan of plants. So green, I always think just signifies freshness, life. Uh, I love the forest, like anything nature related, green green makes me think of that. So I love that color. I mean, also, look, this is my couch. It's literally green. So I'm into the color green.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. We would never have guessed. And I know.
2: Yeah. So, other than the
0: color green, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Oh gosh,
2: the best thing since sliced bread. Um, I'm tempted to say the invention of a motorized vehicle. I don't know because I'm thinking I love to travel, so I'm thinking any the fact that we now have. Uh, Although maybe that probably, when did sliced bread come? That's a good question. I guess I would say any invention that allows us to see the world, I really appreciate. And again, missing it now because of COVID, Um, but certainly appreciate any, any mode of transportation that allows me to see a different place and experience a different culture.
1: I love that, that's cool. That's
2: a
0: great answer. If you could talk to anyone alive or dead, who would you want to talk to and
2: what would you want to talk about? Um, this is this is this is a well it's a very personal answer, but you know, we're getting personal, so here we go. Yes. I would probably talk to my mom who passed away three years ago, and I would specifically ask her all the questions about childbirth, child rearing that I didn't ask her when that wasn't on my mind. I'm thinking about that lots lately, actually. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I would love to have one more conversation with her, for sure. That'd be amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful.
0: So if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing?
2: Well, I have my degree in accounting, so I know I just got way cooler for everyone watching this. Um, <laughs> I kind of come from a financial background, so I could see myself doing something in that realm, but my my hobby that will probably never be turned into an actual career that if I could dream of one, I, I do love to bake. So I love the idea of owning a little bakery. And then I think about all the logistics and everything else that comes into it. And I could never do it. Um, but that's kind of my far away version of myself. That's like a, a cute little baker in Paris.
1: That's very cool. Yeah. I love that. I do. That, that little that little bakery and you can have your name above the door. Absolutely. absolutely.
2: And I know it will never happen, but that's okay. <laughs> I think of it when I'm making cake out of a box. You know, it's pretty much <laughs> the same <laughs> I
0: <love> that Cake <laughs> out of a box. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We always call the cookies uh, like that you get pre-made. We call them cheater cookies, but they're still just as
2: good. They're just as good. That's the thing. I think if you put the cake in a box next to something homemade, it wouldn't be that much different mm-hmm. uh, different or certainly not worth the time it takes to do everything else. baker. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a like muffins, cookies, squares. I like I like that because cake once you get into icing and froth is too much.
0: This is too complicated. Oh look, <laughs> yeah. there's a bakery here we go. I just picked one up. Here we uh, go. <laughs> yes, <for> sure. <laughs> This one we made earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you were a Disney character, what character would you be?
2: I think I would be. Oh my goodness, this I was just in Disneyland before COVID. I'm trying to think, like, I'm thinking of the princesses who my um, niece is obsessed with. Oh, you know what? I'd probably be someone from Frozen, because my background is Norwegian, so I always relate to the Scandinavian uh, (laughs) characters, and I'd probably be Anna, Anna from Frozen, because Uh. she's determined and she's a romantic person, and she looks out for her sister, and like I mentioned earlier, I have three sisters who I would do anything for, so I think Anna's story
1: would be the most similar to mine. You're both perfect. You're you're the, you're the human is. version of Anna. There you go.
2: That would be great. Yeah, exactly. My name's close <laughs> enough anyway. Oh, it, it, very close. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, oh, so what's your favorite flavor of ice cream, and has it changed being pregnant?
2: That's a great question. Um, people make fun of me for this. My favorite hard ice cream flavor is cotton candy, and it has not changed since I was eight. It's the same. It's <laughs> it's never changed. I I don't know what it is about it. I just love it so much. And because I feel we, I I don't go out to have hard ice cream very often that when you do, you're always in between that. Should I try something new? Should I get, I always get the same flavor, cotton candy. I'm sure it'll be like that when I'm well into my eighties. So I'm embracing it now. The child, the childhood flavor.
1: That definitely must be a Canadian thing.
2: It must be because I don't know anyone else that likes it. (laughs) I mean, even in Canada, oh, it's not very popular for people over the age of 10. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> age is just a number. Just kidding. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It, it keeps you young. <laughs> yes.
0: No one said we had to grow up. We just have to grow old because the age, no? that's, Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so what's one of your favorite snacks?
2: My favorite snacks, I love peanut butter m ms so, and i love peanut butter m and with popcorn so you get that sweet and salty taste um that that certainly is my once the bag is open there's no putting it back to save for next week it's it's gone so that's my guilty pleasure for sure sweet and salty
0: that's cool wonderful well hypothetically if i came to you and said i need to hide a body do you know a good place
2: Oh, sorry. I lost you for a quick second. Could you repeat that? Hypothetically, <laughs> no. you came to me and said what? That was the perfect time for your thing to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Was it something about burying a
0: body or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> hypothetically, if I told yeah. you I needed to hide a body, do you know a good place? Oh.
2: And that's when it froze. It was perfect. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I would have to think about it, which maybe is a good sign. I don't think I have a good place in mind. Um it would not be at the only thing is I can think is my, my backyard is full of a mound of dirt right now because we're doing renovations. So I mean, it'd be pretty easy to shovel something out there. Not that I would assist you <laughs> in that, <but laughs> I may know a place. Yes. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so what would be a good theme song for your life?
2: Oh, good theme song. I, um, You know what song I love to wake up to is Bill Withers' "Lovely Day," and I think it's a feel-good song. It it puts it's going to be a lovely day if you decide it's a lovely day. So that would be the theme song for my my life is waking up in the morning and you know being thankful for a good night's sleep, and then at the end of the day being thankful for a good day, just embracing it all.
0: So tell us and our viewers some of your. maybe even from your iPod or your uh, vinyl. What songs, albums, um, artists that we should listen to before
2: we die? Okay. Well, I'm a huge John Mayer fan. I think that he is just so great. And um, uh, one of my favorites to listen to specifically on vinyl. I would also say um, Gavin DeGraw is one of my favorites. Another piano player, kind of soulful, but country, like, not really country but he's really great and then i um i have a there's a woman in australia her name is fatai and she's she was on the voice in australia and i found her on instagram but she's become one of my favorite artists even though she's not that famous but it's f-a-t-a-i fatai if you look her up if you like songwriters and that she's amazing speaking of songwriters i love listening to laurie you know, is one of the greatest country songwriters. Um, I love all of her stuff too. So those are a few to varying different genres and everything, but some of my favorites. That's
1: I love that. Okay. Who is your favorite CWC host?
2: D-d-t- definitely a tie. You can't, you can't even <laughs> compete. Like you got both, both definitely a tie. That's the that one question quick. I refuse to answer. I was on it. I was on it.
1: She was on the ball there. There you go. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was very cool. Was. Um, so tell us, what does the rest of 2021 look like?
2: Well, of course, everything is up in the air, depending on what country you're living in right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm really excited because I'm going to be getting more music out to people, despite us not being able to have live shows. So I have um, the, the, the two more songs coming out in the summer, and then two more songs coming out in the fall to make up that first EP. And hopefully by then, we'll be able to do some live shows. And in the meantime, I'll be giving birth in July. Uh, So I'm going to be becoming a new mom while also sending out more music into the world. So I'm excited that amidst COVID, I have these two things in my life that I'm really looking forward to and bring me a lot of joy and fulfillment. So that's where we're at for now. So in the meantime, before live shows come back again, the best thing for people to do is to follow me on social media and... um, Listen to the music and pretend you're at a live show until we can be together in person.
1: Perfect. And we want an update on the baby. Yes, of
2: course. Us. I got to let you know if it's a boy or a girl. We got like news for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we shall
0: try to guess now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <We'll start laughs> I, I it mean, it's way. women of country, it's uh, crazy country. We got to it's well, going to be a girl, a future country Perfect. star, right? Perfect. Be. A Absolutely. future crazy woman. Yes. Yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's very cool so yes you heard the lady make sure you follow on socials listen to her music and uh keep following to find out more definitely. please do
2: thank you so much for having me you guys this was so fun such great questions that i have never been asked before so you definitely made it interesting for me
1: <laughs> yes. we like to be you know different and fun and that.
2: yeah. That's it. it's nice i like it a lot
0: Thank you all for joining us for another episode. Have a great day. Later, guys. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.